Christianity is a religion, and I'm back. What's up, everybody? We are the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, and that's right. Darewith himself, Derry Brooks, is back. On the podcast. Praise the Lord. Our our books books fell. I knew that was going to (laughs) happen. I knew that was going to happen as soon as we hit record. I was like, those books are done for. They've been there for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But guys, we got a good one for you today. We're going to be talking to you guys about how did Jesus get rid of religion? Yep. You know, did he do away with it? Is is Christianity a religion? Is it a relationship? You know, a lot of people say like, yep. it's not a religion, it's a relationship. No shade to those people, but slight shade, shade. to those people. Definitely you shade. <laughs> <laughs> like now, but wait, but we've both said that before too. Yeah. Just well, so have know. we? Oh, you've said it. Before. Oh, oh, yeah. not on the we've, podcast. Not on the podcast, but like off record in in our lives. At some point, we have both said that. I tweeted. I used to tweet thing. I tweeted actually. We were prepping for the show. And you guys know the app Time Hop. You know the app Time Hop. Yeah. It like shows you your your things from the last couple of years. Six years ago, we were like talking about how okay, let's talk about mm. spirituality. Nineteen, you're nineteen. You can hold nothing yeah. against you. Yeah, nineteen years old. Everyone makes mistakes when they're nineteen. Okay, yeah. that was years of full of lot of mistakes. Go to jail for them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, one of the things I tweeted was, I bet Jesus doesn't like religion. <laughs> and we both started laughing. I was like, what? We're, it's so funny. We're talking about this cup coming yeah. uh, Monday. So we're going to be talking to you guys about religion versus spirituality. Mm. Uh, but before we do that. Versus the relationship. What? Versus the relationship. Versus the relationship. Yeah. yeah. About all, about, all about that stuff. Yeah. Um, before we get into that completely, we want I want to hear from Derry about how his trip was. Ooh. I forgot to tell him that I was going to ask him about that. Surprise. Um, surprise. Uh, and then we want to give you guys some like kind of what we're what, where the show's gonna go. What then we got we planned out the what the next month and a half two months of shows. Oh yeah. So like we want to tell you guys the wow. exciting topics we got coming up. I was ready for this. Certain guests we got. Yeah. This was in my notes to talk to you about, and I totally forgot to talk to you about them because I didn't look at my notes. Uh, one of the guests' names rhymes with Block Oblama. So <laughs> Block that's gonna Oblama. be a, a great uh, podcast. He lives on the island actually, over <laughs> on the east side. We got him on. It's gonna be great. He went to college here. Yep. He used to be in government. And he better. lives here. Well, they don't know who he is. They don't give him too much yeah. information. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Thanks. Use the code names. <laughs> they wouldn't know. Gosh. Anyways, yeah, people, yeah. people think he's married to a dude, but... No, they don't. But um, Conspiracy people do. Anyways, my trip was really good. It was fun. <laughs> I got to see family that I haven't got to see in a long time. If you're listening, I love you. Um, and I had a really fun time. Some of them I hadn't seen in like nine years, almost a decade. Wow. And other ones I hadn't seen in six years, I believe. And they all, like, a ton of them have kids now and spouses I've never met before. Um, I went to one of their weddings when I was there, too. Oh, okay. So I went throughout, uh, like, a lot of the Midwest, a lot of, like, different parts of the West. Um, through, through Arizona, through Texas, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. um, Arkansas, Missouri, Colorado. Do you have Arizona. the Ben app? Uh, no. There's an app called I Ben. I a brain, and B-E-N. I remember where Yeah, but you can, why are. would you ever want to think about and recount all that stuff? You just put it in the computer once, and it's done. Right, yeah, yeah. It's a fun app. You get to track where you're going. You should do that. It'd be a fun little... Yeah, it'll be fun. Kind of got all the, like, uh, the, the southwest quadrant of the states, it seems like. Mm-hmm. You know? Did you go to New Mexico? I get one of those tattoo things, and I just color it in on my own arm. <laughs> With Sharpie. Every yeah. day. I have a friend who has that. Um, every day. <laughs> do you have, um... Did you go to New Mexico? Uh, yeah. Drove through New Mexico. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Was it's that really nice? Beautiful there. Yeah, I was gonna say I see some stuff on Instagram. It's cool, but honestly, it, there's a lot of places that I went. I was like, "This is awesome," especially being in, in Honolulu all the time. I was like, "Wow, this is like super beautiful" because I can just see for like miles and miles and miles. Because mm. you're in Honolulu, you're like 
there's mountains and there's the ocean and you can drive an can hour and you get all the way across the, the yeah you can do all across the island in an hour mm-hmm. and so there's never really that open space really um look at that contrast really of the like the mountains far away or close oh, to yeah. like the the like rolling fields and stuff so when you're in cool places like uh like arizona or if you're in new mexico and you just see like the awesome like really red like i don't know what they're called like rocks. pillars of rocks and stuff like that um mountains and like all the adobe oh, like Utah area. all the adobe architecture no new mexico okay um, all the adobe architecture and stuff it's just really beautiful every state yeah. was was really cool i i enjoyed it a lot even arkansas Colorado was my favorite um yeah i like arkansas yeah I, I've never been to Arkansas. So I just my grandpa used to live there, mm. but mm. I could um, live at any of the places, but it would just get um, a little hard eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but I was also there at like the best time weather wise. That's true. Because um, it's like cooling down. Oh, it's and so fall. It's, yeah, so it's not it's not like snowing or anything, and it's not super cold, but it's also not like blistering hot except for in Oklahoma. Right. Um, so it was it was really cool. Awesome, dude. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. When you're gone, we totally like you know so fun mm, yeah i watched all of them <laughs> you know i went so many i places. also commented on like almost all the videos i know I went, I went so many places um you know like safeway oh it's a great longs. i love that one longs isn't as good um yeah longs is i know longs and cvs are like the same thing but cvs, CVS is better cvs is better but there's right. no difference but cvs is no better. yeah exactly yeah different totally. name but it's better totally same yeah um Super you know bummed. that's true because their app is not called Longs; it's called CBS. Oh, really? Yeah, that's hilarious. You should get it. They got some good deals. <clears throat> yeah, but I never go there enough to actually justify having that storage on my phone. Then they give you like free chips, like twice, like a month. But again, I don't. That's eat, worth. I don't. I eat. I buy chips. Bro, we have no money. I've bought in Bro, chips. We don't have any money. We can... I the amount of times I buy chips is like maybe once every other month. I get chips, but don't have to buy them if they're free. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. You can give them to someone who's homeless or something. It's true. Yeah. I guess I could. Um, but what was I going to say? Oh, the shows we got coming up. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so, also subscribe on YouTube. Yeah. We got we're, we're, we're really close to 100 subscribers, yep. which is exciting. We have most of our listeners on just like podcast formats and just like a fraction of y'all listen on YouTube. Well, we'd love to get more of an audience on YouTube because we really like doing the video and the production. All yeah. Yeah. If you guys are listening to audio and you're not subscribed on YouTube, head over there and subscribe. And, you know, clearly you like the show and you like supporting us. And it's just yep. another way to, you know, help get it out there and, and get it on people's feeds for the yep. kingdom of God. And um, super awesome. Smash that like button. Smash that. Like. <laughs> Hit that notification bell. <laughs> Obliterate the, subs- the subscribe button. <laughs> uh, but we got this week we're doing religion versus spirituality and a relationship and all that stuff. Uh, did Jesus do away with it? Next yep. week we're talking about the mark. Nope, the two weeks. Next week we're talking about is the Holy Spirit a woman? Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is the Holy Spirit a woman, a yep. womanly characteristic of, or act, uh, attribute. attribute of God? Expression. Expression. The next week we're going to be doing the Mark of the Beast. Mm. Um, we all have it. We, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um, and then what the Mark of the Beast is on the next week, we're doing. I don't know. Lots of good stuff. Lots of good stuff. We got stuff to talk about. Um, was it colonizer Jesus, Ooh. women in leadership? Hmm. We have a really, uh, uh, really big guest on coming, like a legit, really big guest coming on in November once yep. we get closer to the date. And they we have gets... a lot of really cool guests coming on this, yeah. like the next month or two months until Christmas. Yeah, that's something we want to focus on. It's having more guests on the show to share their wisdom um, yep. and, and stuff. That's really exciting. So the show's only gonna get even better. It's awesome. Yep. 
It's going to be awesome. And on December 24th, we have a really big guest. Uh, names rhymes with uh, Sranta <laughs> Cross. So uh, look forward to that one. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. He's going to be, it's going to be hard to get him down that night, but we're going to, we're going to get him. Oh, no problem. Yeah. 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 He's got a lot of delivery. He's really good at like being good with his time. Yeah. Yeah. You ever notice in Christmas movies that Santa will go to one house and like drop off gifts and rather than going to the neighbor's house, he like blasts off to like the next country (laughs) and it's like, did you, what bro, you got that whole state to keep that. Was that the last, (laughs) that was the last house of that state every movie? <laughs> Anyways, so Derry, what does religion mean in the context of the show today? Like the definition? Yeah. Oh, I have the Merriam Webster definition right here. Let me read it for you. So, Merriam Webster says um, that religion is the belief in a god or in a group of gods, an organized system of beliefs, ceremonies, and rules used to worship a god or group of gods. Mm. Mm. And there's a few other definitions too. Uh, from different dictionaries, but they're basically all the same. It was like gods, group of gods, rules. Um, it was mostly like the the main most common thing that I saw when I was reading all the definitions was um, an, an organized way or set of parameters on worship to that god that they believe in. Yeah. Basically. So an organized system of how to worship a god. Yeah. It would be like a a good basic. Definition. Yeah, a good definition. Yeah. Cool Sweet thing. So because uh, a lot of people say like. Jesus wasn't religious or Jesus abolished religion. I used to say that. I used to want a t-shirt. There's this t-shirt that says religion kills, Jesus saves. And I used to want that um, because I'm like, yeah, that's so edgy and post-hardcore Christian. And I want that like punk rock Christian attitude. But you read the Bible and it's like. tap out. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, Well, it's like all that stuff. So we want to talk about like what that means. A lot of people who are like acquainted with new age stuff, they're Mm. like always like oh, I, I like Jesus, but I don't like the religion part. So, like, I just am spiritual. I'm not religious. You hear that a lot. So, we want to talk about what that looks like. Even in midstream Christianity, I think it's very popular to, like, the saying of it's just relationship. Yeah, to. you know. Because the church I grew up in was was very, like, middle of the road, um, mm-hmm. very open to anybody, charismatic or reformed, and we heard that all the time. Okay, yeah, yeah like, it's not a religion. It's a relationship. And yeah. so, does that mean that, like, nothing about Christianity is religious or what parts, what does that mean? Right. Cause also in James, I think chapter one or two, it says that pure religion in the sight of God mm. is to care for the widows and the pure or the I mean, widows and the poor pure Crazy. widows and orphans. Sorry. Yep. Pure religion in the sight of the Lord is to care for the widows and orphans. So clearly, mm. um, there's keep yourself stuff unstained from the world. What's that? And keep yourself unstained from the world or something. Is like that, that the rest of it? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yep. Yep. So it's like care for those Bible. who, and there, there's a whole, like, what does that mean? Does that mean it's, it, like specifically just literally mm. widows and orphans? Are we supposed to not care about the homeless? You know, obviously Only widows and orphans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hate you, the Bible literally. <laughs> if you're curious about that, that would just mean that like the lowest in society, that's who in that culture was the lowest. Yeah. Right. Um, so clearly if the Bible is saying like pure religion in the sight of God is such and such and such, it implies that there is some idea of religion that we are supposed to follow. Yeah. Right. And like Derry read out, it's an organized way of obeying God and worshiping God, mm-hmm. you know? So by that definition, Christianity is a religion. Now there's parts of that that can be triggering for people because religion in some capacity in Jesus's in Jesus's time and mm-hmm. our time 
can be and has been abusive and manipulative and you know taking advantage of people and that's all valid but that doesn't necessarily mean that the pure religion that Jesus is after and introduces us that Derry's going to talk to us about is bad you know so I want to talk about what what did what kind of religion did Jesus get rid of yeah right there's um Stephen Furtick one time said, God broke the law for love. How dare you? And it's very, a lot of people got upset because, you know, breaking the law is sin. You know, very a biblical definition of, yeah. you know, if you break the law of God, it's sin. So it's like, well, you're saying God sinned for love. It, and that goes a lot of weird ways. And mm-hmm. that's not true. Jesus didn't break the law for sin. He actually came to say, like, I did not come to abolish the law, but mm-hmm. I came to fulfill it, you know. And so, but then he spends a lot of time in the Gospels rebuking the Pharisees and Sadducees for mm. manipulating the law. And he does things that in their mind is breaking the law. Yeah, exactly. You know, where he's like collecting food on the Sabbath and they're saying like, oh, you're sinning, you're working on the Sabbath, yeah. you know? And so then is Jesus sinning because he broke the law because the Pharisees say that or or what's going on there? And right. so what I want to share with you guys is that the Pharisees actually had uh, added to God's yeah, law. Yeah added midwestern there um added to the law of god so in the bible it's called the taurus the first five books of the bible Pentateuch. definitely 100 percent only written by moses mm. scholarly approved yep. just kidding um there's a debate there that me and derry have been talking about for a bit Not um, a debate. <laughs> <laughs> probably a debate yeah okay so. um anyways so so it's this law of god basically brief um old testament um uh what do you call walk through uh god creates people chooses abraham for himself turn abraham turns into a nation called israel through his family israel gets enslaved to egypt and then in the exodus god brings israel out of slavery to of egypt and then gives them a law on how to be a people Mm. right and so this is when the law the torah is created Mm. and there's a bunch of rules on how to follow God, what's appropriate mm-hmm. to follow God, how to live a good moral life that's going to help civilization and society and yourself. Um, even like medical laws regarding like health. They talked about like if this happens, it's leprosy, do this and follow these like steps to purify yourself. So yeah. it wasn't like a lot of times we think of God's law as this oppressive like rules I have to follow because he doesn't want me to do all these things that are supposed to be bad, but it's fun. And it's mm-hmm. like. It's really controlling and rigid. And that's not the case for the Bible and how it was in... That's not the case for how it was in Israel. You know, coming out of Egypt, they were experiencing a pantheon of gods who didn't communicate very much. Or if they did, it was like through... Maybe they thought it was a thunderstorm. Like, oh, the God of the sky is like happy with us because he gave us rain. So let's do whatever we did yesterday and we'll make him happy. You know, and so there wasn't a personal relationship like Mm. we're going to be talking about with the gods of Egypt. And that's all that Israel had known for 400 years, aside from like stories of their own people and their patriarchs that had these experiences with God, although they didn't have those experiences themselves. Mm. And so coming out of Egypt, they're like, okay, we only know how to relate to certain gods by like maybe doing all these different things to hopefully get their attention. And now God is coming down to his people and, and like literally like visually they saw him and they were terrified. And then saying, here's how you follow me. Here's how you live your life. Here's how you become my people and represent mm-hmm. me on earth. So the law was actually not an oppressive system like it became by the time Jesus arrived. It was a liberating and free and revolutionary thing 
that was new for Israel. You know, they mm. had never knew freedom. And so if you give someone freedom who's never known freedom, they will probably abuse that freedom. Like, you know, if you yeah. give someone who's been in poverty the whole life a million dollars, they're probably going to be reckless with that and end up right mm. back in this situation. Mm. Now, if you give a million dollars, yeah, factually. So if you give a million dollars, we say, here, we're going to teach you how to, how to budget. We're going to teach you how to do this. We're going to teach you how to organize your money and, and save and invest and think long-term. That's essentially what the law did. You know, mm. where it's like, you were slaves, you didn't know how to follow me. Let's take you out. Let's yeah. give you total freedom. But here's some ways on how to exercise that freedom in a way that is fruitful for yourselves. It um, takes care of the poor. It mm. takes care of, like, it, it ensured justice and fairness for all. Mm. You know, it like, women weren't regarded highly in the society, so it, it cared for the women. Mm-hmm. And, and it was amazing. Children too, yeah. Yeah, children too. And so... God's law actually was really, really good for the people yeah. to receive. And it separated them from the other cultures around them, where the other cultures had laws that were um, that were similar, but the law that God gave was very different in a lot of its uh, its actions towards the people and the offenses mm-hmm. that they had. And it was much, much more progressive and forgiving. So it, it definitely separated them as a culture from the people that they were around. Right. Holy and other. Right. And so you can imagine if some people group didn't practice the same laws and they saw Israel, God's people, acting a certain way, they'd be like, why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. Thus starts a conversation of following Yahweh and then leads people to Yahweh. Yep. Right. Which happens. Yeah, which is exactly what happened. And God wants people to know him. So he's always been using people in his kingdom to show the world his ways. Still true today. Mm-hmm. Although his people are not necessarily Israel, it's the church. How dare you? You know? <clears throat> and so in that, what happened was Israel stopped following the law and kind of became like the nations around them. And they had a covenant with God, an agreement agreed upon, um, like, yeah, it's called a covenant, kind of like a contract, but more serious. And Jesus or God said, Hey, if you obey these laws, you'll get this. If you don't obey me, I'm going to send you signs X, Y, Z. And if you still don't obey me, I'm going to send more signs X, Y, Z. If you don't obey me continually and you don't turn to me, I'm going to exile you and kind of divorce you. You know, because if, if covenant represents marriage, it's like if you break the covenant, it's like cheating on your spouse, mm. right? And so what happened is that that's exactly what happened is Israel kept not listening to God and he kept doing X, Y, Z like he said. And Israel affirmed it. So like, yeah, we, we agree to this contract. We agree to this covenant, right. right? And so all the prophets in the Old Testament are basically kind of people warning Israel like, hey, remember when you said you're going to follow God? You haven't been turned back. Right. You know, so eventually they don't turn back. They don't turn back. They don't turn back. Sometimes they turn back, they don't turn back. They mm-hmm. turn back a little bit, they don't turn back. Eventually God exiles them like he said he would. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, I will exile you be- and, and I will give rest to the land because you haven't been obeying me. Mm-hmm. And so that's what happens. You know, that's what happens at the end of the book of Kings. You see that and all the prophets are basically like, here's like what was happening in that time. So the Old Testament story kind of ends, I think, with the end of Kings. And then God is silent for a number, like 400 years until the new testament right and so what happens in that 400 years of god being quiet is they get out of exile they come back to israel they come back to jerusalem and they're kind of like a dog with depressing poetry yeah a lot of a lot of depressing poetry and so they kind of come back like a dog with his tail between the leg and they're like i'm never going to disobey god again like that extreme or we're never going to disobey god to that extreme so we're going to put all these other rules around God's laws. Mm -hmm. So if we keep these rules, we will definitely keep God's laws. Right. You know, and that became, hey, don't do work on the Sabbath. That became, you have to, you cannot exceed like X amount of footsteps in a day on the Sabbath. Right. And it became 
super abused and Rigid. religious. And yeah. this thing called the Mishnah, which is basically a collection of writings and teachings of rabbis' interpretation interpretation of the law. And the Mishnah didn't come around in, in like a book form until like after Jesus was around. Mm-hmm. But the oral idea of it was around when Jesus was on the scene. Right. You know, and so this idea that, um, okay, we have these rules over here. Um, say like, uh, whatever, like we have these rules over here. Let's build a fence around those rules so we don't break those rules at all. You know, mm-hmm. if we don't go past this fence, 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 we don't go past yeah. this fence, we definitely won't break the rule. Right. Like if it says don't kill someone, well, we're going to make it illegal to punch someone because mm-hmm. if you don't punch them, you definitely won't kill them, yeah. you know, in a sense. And so that is the law that Jesus is apparently breaking in the New Testament because the Pharisees prided themselves on keeping this law and mm. obeying this law and doing this law. They're like, we we keep the law of the law. We keep the most of the law. We're so good. And Jesus is like, that's not the law. Like you guys, that's not what God brought. So you guys right. are keeping something that God didn't bring. And it, therefore you don't have to keep that. You know, you don't have to, it's like if, if someone tells you to do something like God, to, like this is what we do. You have to do this. But you know, it's not in the Bible. Right. You know, then you don't really have to do it. Right. In a sense. You know, and so Jesus wasn't breaking God's law, the right, Torah, right, right. because that law, as we see in Romans, is called perfect and good. Mm-hmm. You know, what he was breaking was this man-made um, idea based on tradition that was abusive and did end up hurting people and did end up only serving those in positions of power, you know, as all man-made systems do. All man-made systems end up only serving the, the people at the top and oppressing the people at the bottom. And that's why we need the gospel to bring freedom to all of us. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so when we say, when people say Jesus is not religious or it's a religion, not a relationship, I think what they mean is Jesus isn't an oppressive, abusive system that takes advantage of the poor and only helps the people at the top. Yeah. So that is accurate. Yeah. But Christianity is a religion in the sense that it's an organized way to follow God and worship God yeah. and go to him. It's just the idea and terminology of religion has been um, conflated with abusive and intolerant and all that stuff. Right. So I think if I think I made sense. Yeah, I kind of said a lot there. I was talking for like 20 minutes straight. Yeah. So. Um, I think a good thing to, uh, to kind of make a distinction with this phrase, it's a relationship, not a religion, right? Um, or not religion, it's a relationship, whatever you want to say that phrase. Um, is you kind of conflate the word religion with bad religion, right? Yeah. Because bad religion is bad, obviously, right? But good religion is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like saying, it's like just l- like labeling anything that's just normally good as bad, right? It's mm-hmm. just like saying, oh, sex is bad all the time. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a relationship, it's not sex or something like that. I don't right. know. Um, it's like, well, you're just saying that thing's bad all the time when like really a thing is good, but it can be bad if it's used badly, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so people conflate this religion thing to mean bad religion over relationship when in reality the relationship also prompts religion like the relationship right, involves right. religion right? right because we don't have a relationship with god like it's not as interpersonal as it is between you and me all the time mm-hmm. there are there are moments of interpersonality like that but there's a lot um that's in the bible that's just about ways to connect with god in an organized way Right? right, that we don't really have spoken rules like that all the time with like you and me or with mm-hmm. like us and our other friends. We don't have like as much like rules around that because it's a different thing. 
Right. We're not right. going to sit down and be like, okay, we're friends now. Let's make a contract of how we're going to treat each other and where exactly. we're going to hang out. Exactly. Like on Saturdays. Well, I mean, we have guys day. But, right, yeah. Um, boys day. <laughs> um, <laughs> boys party day. <laughs> you guys go to boys party, party day? day? <laughs> One of our friends, uh, we have guys day. or we, we used to have guys day all the time. And we just go to the beach and have some fun. Um, just the boys and one of our friends came up, came up to us one time and she was like, you guys want to hang out? And then she goes, Oh wait, is it boys party day today? <laughs> we were like, what the heck? I was like, um, boys party day? I don't think I've day? ever been to boys party day. I don't know. It sounds pretty lame. I go to guys day. I go to day. guys day. And yeah. Boys party, what do you have, pinatas? <laughs> no, I'm going to go get some beer. A little bounce house on your boys party day? <laughs> No, I'm going to go to Costco and get a bunch of greasy food and head to the beach. Yep. Thank you very much. (laughs) Anyways, so Jesus, getting back on topic. um, Well, before we get to Jesus. So I think it would make sense to everybody that Jesus came um, to establish, again, good religion, which is what you talked about a lot. Right, right. right. He's getting rid of this thing of, like, religion saving people like empty religion just saving people and getting back to like the point of religion and that the religion yeah. helps you have a right relationship with god mm-hmm. right and so you can't you can't say like relationship over religion because you got to have that religion with the relationship it, it, it they are a part of each other right yeah because the the thing that gave you that religion gave it to you so you could interact with him well within a relationship right, right. and so you got to have both those things you can't you can't have one without the other um, and so to illustrate more about how Jesus um, brought and affirmed more religion, because you talked about how it, uh, how Jesus kind of got rid of some of the parts of the religion that were bad. Mm-hmm. He also established good parts of religion. Right. right? Before you keep going, can I say one more thing about yeah. that? Um, so the Phar- what Jesus says is the Pharisees, like in their attempt to like keep the law, right? They missed the point of the law and they forgot. They're more about the letter of the law than the spirit of the law. Yeah. I think that's what Jesus says. Like, I think that's the word and use in the Bible where like the spirit of the law. And even for today is that we would come into knowledge of and experience God, mm-hmm. you know, know God feel like, like have this experience with God and, and, and really like be like, oh, this is the God of the universe. I know how to interact with him. And so they were more about like, I want to follow these rules and, and less about like, I want to know God. Yeah. You know, and so I think, yeah, I just want to make that point before we move on. So a good thing to keep in mind when we're talking about Jesus bringing and affirming re- uh, religion is that his whole life, he was born into a religion and he identified with a religion and he practiced a religion. Jesus was the first Christian, right? Uh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jesus was a Jew, right? And the whole time he had Jewish practices, he observed, he ob- observed Jewish holidays um, Jewish festivals, worshipped like Jews worshipped, taught and went to Jewish synagogues, right? Um, so he, and even like all the, like the little um, things that they would observe, he did those things, right? All of the law he was observing. Christians don't observe the law, right? Um, or the Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments, yeah, yeah, different. Well, kind of, not really, but it's, yeah, it's, it's a deeper topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, we observe part of the law. And so, in, 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 in a different way. Wow. Anyways. We don't keep the 613 Torah. Yes. yes we keep yes. the Ten Commandments because Jesus says, there's a, Jesus says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and to treat mm. your neighbors yourself. A lot of scholars say that validates the first five and the last five of the Ten Commandments. Mm. Anyways, sorry. Okay, yeah. Correct. Good distinction. We can talk about that later too because it's very <laughs> interesting. Um, 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 um. So yeah, he's a Jew and he observed all the traditions of a Jews, right? And... Before he, or after he died, and when he came to the disciples, 
he never said he wasn't a Jew anymore. You know, like so all Christians are Jews. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm trying to say. All Christians are Jews, and neither dispensationalism or covenant theology is correct. <laughs> just kidding. Um, so yeah, Jesus is a Jew. He was a Jew the whole time, the whole time of his life, not just ethnically but religiously, and he affirmed a lot of the things that the Jews had done. Right? Not everything, but a lot of the religious tendencies that they had and the practices mm-hmm. they had and the things the Bible said, he observed all those things, right? Mm. And we believe in the Old Testament. Jesus believed in the Old Testament, and he affirmed the Old Testament, um, and which is why we think it's authoritative for some of the books. And so it's a good thing that we should use, Yeah. right? Yeah. And so let's talk about some of the things that Jesus affirmed, right? Jesus went to temple. Jesus prayed. Jesus worshiped. And he taught us how to do a lot of these things, right? He observed yeah. some of the ceremonies. Um, so one of the first ones, just to give us some Bible verses, the classic Bible verse of Jesus in the temple flipping over the tables, right? I think it's a good illustration of what we both are talking about. Um, so in Matthew 21, 12 and 17 is the image of Jesus going into the temple and flipping all the tables, right? And he has the whip and he's getting rid of everybody. Yeah. Um, and he's saying, this house is a house of prayer, right? And you've turned it into a den of thieves. Yeah. Right? And so he's saying, this is a place that I want you to come, religion, and pray, right? Mm-hmm. This is where I want you to come and observe me and have a relationship with me. This is what the purpose of this is, and it is a good purpose. Yeah. So he's establishing religion. That is religion. Yeah. And what they were doing, do you want, are you going to talk about what they were doing there that was bad? Uh, You can in a second. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's establishing religion and getting rid of the part of it that's bad, right? They're they're selling all these like birds and stuff to the poor and doing all that stuff. So right. Go into yeah. That. So that part, right? Like what they would do. He said den of thieves or den of robbers on some versions because what they were doing is they like it, when you had to do a sacrifice, you had to bring your animal to the temple to yeah. sacrifice it. Mm-hmm. And so these guys would sit outside the temple with a bunch of animals and be like, "Hey, you don't want to go bring your like." ox like 12 mile walk that makes sense to walk yourself and buy the ox but then they sell at a higher price so they make money and exhort or extort from people thing like people trying to honor god with what they have and they're trying to extort that that lifestyle of honoring god and make money off of it which religious leaders sometimes still do right you know totally like that does happen yep um and so jesus is not okay with that and so he's saying hey like this is like let my house be a house of prayer Another religious observation that Jesus affirms is the Sabbath, right? All the time. He obviously fights back against the legalism that often the Pharisees had played around the Sabbath, like you talked about with the certain steps and stuff, right? Um, but he says in, I think I have my notes, uh, Mark 2, uh, 27, 28. Um, then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Mm. So the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath, right? Come on. So it's it's pretty clear that Jesus is establishing this as a good thing, right? He, God created it from the beginning when God rested um, that we should have this time. And it's necessary, right? And it's necessary not to get legalistic about it because Jesus told us not to, right? Yeah. But it's also necessary to have it. Jesus is affirming that. Uh, anything you want to say? No, go for it. Okay, you I'm sorry. Um, also, Jesus observed um, religious customs like the Passover, holidays, different meals that they would have together, right? And so something that would be cool to have as Christians is to have like cool like meals that yeah, are special every year. Yeah, my parents do that. Yeah. I just, they have a great time. I wish we had more because that would just be fun. We if can we do had, it. Like, we can start meals. celebrating Passover. Now, it's in April and I'm planning on taking off in April, so it would be awkward, oh, okay. but... Video my, Passover. My parents just had a feast and they're like, hey, we're, going, we're having this festival like with our like small group. Do you want to yeah. come? And I was like, oh, I'm not... I wasn't in Michigan. It was just in my family group chat. Yeah. That's but awesome. they, they have so many things about like, yeah, like it's a great time to get together and remember Jesus and they just have a great time with their friends feasting. I'm right. 
That sounds so great. Yeah, gluttony. <laughs> no, like, it's biblical gluttony. Yeah, absolutely. No, <laughs> so you don't understand. It's biblical gluttony. <laughs> Jesus said it's okay. <laughs> Anyways, so Jesus establishes even stuff like food um, observations within, well, yeah, food, not like what kind of food you should eat, but times to eat certain foods, right? Um, within the realm of the Passover, another religious thing Jesus observes. And I think one of the most important things that Jesus teaches us in the Bible is how to pray. And this is where um, the religion, in my opinion, really starts to meet, like bringing you into the relationship. And how, how do you worship? How do you serve me? What do you do to get closer to me, right? And there's tons of verses that Jesus like outlines how you should pray, what you should pray, all that kind of stuff. I'll read a couple of them, but this episode isn't really about prayer, but just to show you that Jesus is affirming prayer and not just getting rid of it as a religious practice. Prayer. Matthew 6, 5 and 6. Um, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they stand and pray, or for they love to pray standing, sorry, in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father, who is unseen. Then the Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Uh, Mark eleven twenty five. And when you uh, stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. And then there's Luke eighteen ten twenty or eight Luke eighteen ten fourteen, and then Luke eleven two and four, which is. Uh, our Father that art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Um, and so Jesus is clearly affirming ways to pray, how you should pray, what your heart posture should be while you are praying. And praying is is an, a religious observation, right? Mm-hmm. It's definitely a religious observation. You could say, oh no, it's not just like part of having a relationship. But Jesus puts rules and parameters around praying. It's really interesting, even in um, sort of the, um, the prayers that some people think we should literally say, Right? Like um, the Mark 11 or whichever one I didn't read but said it was literal. Uh, Luke eleven twenty four, 24, the Our Father that art in heaven, how be thy name. A lot of scholars think that should literally be observed and you should pray that prayer literally like it is. Hmm. Right? And that a lot of, not all, but some of the prayers that Jesus um, utters, that he said those and they are written down to be observed the exact way that they are written down. Yeah. And pray the exact way that they are written. I know people who do that and they say that it actually really helps them. And yeah. they like really just feel connected and close and feel the peace of God yep. with it. I do it sometimes too. It's really, really interesting. Um, and I think there's there's something about our culture that kind of pushes back on that. And it, Yeah, right. I think it's like it has kind of a Catholic kind of thing. Um, where like, mm. I the, think that it would be pushed back because it's like, oh, well, it doesn't mean literally. It means like a template of how to pray. And it's like, mm. well, why is it a problem if it is literally? Yeah. You know, so that'd be the, where it's like maybe we don't want to have Maybe we feel like that's too religious. That's probably the part where it's like, mm. well, now that it's becoming too religious and less about relationship because now this rigid structure one around right. to say. I think I push back on it because in the why I said the Catholic thing, it could be an Orthodox thing or two or anything. It, it kind of feels like you're pushing back from like a power structure saying, no, like I want to make this my own, mm-hmm. not something which I have to do because you're making me do it, right? Right. You're making me observe it this way. Um, when in reality, like this, this form, when not pushed onto you, is still very beautiful, Right. Um, I was hanging out with some of uh, my dad's friends, who are my friends too now, um, when I was on a trip, and they're Catholic, and they would pray um, when they ate, um, but they would pray a rehearsed prayer, and then they would freestyle prayer, which is normal, and they would end with the uh, name um, of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. And doing all that. But it was really interesting because they had that the beauty of that rehearsed prayer 
Um, and then also the beauty of speaking to God, let's just free form. Yeah. And it was really, yeah. I thought it was really beautiful. Yeah. The idea of like written prayers I rehearsed has come up a number of times in the last couple of months for me where mm. it's like, and, 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 and like, I think there's this attitude in growing up where it's like, oh, if it's rehearsed, it's not authentic or it's not helpful. It should be from the heart. And it's like, mm. well, a lot of those like rehearsed ones were at one point freestyle and, and free flowing and helpful, mm-hmm. you know, or, and, and like, yeah exactly what we want to go for and they just been written down so i, I think it'd be really interesting to get a prayer book and read through it and like because yeah. all the pr- like psalms are written down prayers and, yeah. and worship songs yep absolutely so there's so many observations within the new testament where jesus um takes away the bad part of the religion and affirms the good part of it right and says if you want to have this relationship with me this is how i want you to be close to me right even in communion, right? Communion is one of the main religious practices within the church, right? Mm-hmm. It's doing all these things in remembrance of Christ. You're taking this meal um, and you're saying, I'm eating this and drinking this thing in remembrance of what Christ has done for me, right? Yeah. And that's an amazing religious practice that we as Christians all still do. Every Christian church I've ever been to has communion, right? It's a religious practice we follow. Yeah. I would say even if you reject like almost all of the stuff that we've talked about, um, just taking from the definition of religion that we read right at the beginning, religion is believing in a God and finding a way to worship that God. Hmm. That's religion. What people don't like is a power structure that forces people to do things that they're not supposed to do in the first place. Right. 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 That's what people don't like to do. And so really what you're trying to say there is I don't like this power structure when in reality what you're actually saying is I don't like religion, which isn't true because any expression from a human being to worship God is religion. Right. Yeah. Um, I think something um, that's a little bit problematic too about saying it's a relationship, not a religion, kind of moving past what Jesus affirmed um, is for progressive Christianity and even people who are very like spiritual. I find this like in evangelism, it's so easy to to say to someone who's just like spiritual, right? On the road and be like, dude, like you should believe in Jesus. Like it's a relationship with God. It's not a religion. And then I guarantee you almost every time they'll be like, yeah, dude, I totally believe that. It's like, it's a relationship with God. I don't have to follow any of these rules or like observe yeah. these things. It's just like a relationship with God. I know him. I talk to him all the time. Like I feel his energies. And like, I also talk to like, like this guy. The Dalai and, Lama. Yeah. And yeah. all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And he has so much good stuff to say. And there's so much wisdom and truth in like his words. And stuff like that, where there may be there may be wisdom and and glimmers of truth within what the Dalai Lama says, right? Um, but it's yeah. not he's not talking about God. He's not talking about repenting and right? following Jesus, right? He's not right. talking about absolute truth. And so you can get that person real fast to jump on board with the it's a relationship, not a religious thing. But they're not actually joining in a relationship with God, right? Because God commands exclusivity in yeah. His religion, right? Yeah. And every religion does that. Claims exclusive. Well, almost every religion does that. Claiming exclusivity. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think. I think every religion does claim ex- exclusivity, mm-hmm. even like ones that don't seem like they do. Like Hindu seems like, oh yeah, there's like millions of gods, you can have it. But they would narrow it down and say, yeah, all those millions of gods are just expressions of the one. Right. You know, so that's exclusive. Right. You know, I remember one time I was in downtown Waikiki and I was talking to this guy and I was like, oh, we're just starting the gospel of Jesus. He's like, oh yeah, dude, Jesus is my man, bro. <laughs> and I was like, oh really? Like, do you, fo-? like, I asked, started asking questions and then like, as soon as I was like, oh, do you like, what else do you, he's like, oh, I do this and this and the kind of was new age and I was like, Dang it, man. Like, you shall know the God's before me. I don't know if you, maybe, I don't know what Jesus is your man, but it's not the Jesus of the Bible. Right. But yeah, that's All good, right. man. I like what you said. Yeah. So it just, 
it's helpful in that sense of where you can get that person to kind of start talking to you, but it's not helpful because you're not representing God right. Ooh. Like, like it's bad because that person's now going to think like their representation of Christianity now is, oh, it's just a relationship. I don't have to do anything the Bible says or observe any of these practices or go to church or ever talk to a Christian again. Like I'm good. It's a relationship and I have a relationship with God and I'm good to go. You know what I mean? Where there is an instance of, yes, you can be a Christian and like not go to church if you can't go to church or something. And you're not going to go to hell if you don't attend church and all that kind of stuff if you have a relationship with God. But that involves reading the Bible and having an active relationship and being a part of the active religion that Christ set up when he came, right? He mm-hmm. didn't come to abolish, right? He fulfilled and he reaffirmed um, parts of how we should interact with him, which is what religion is. Yeah. And so I think it's problematic to use the phrase, it's religion, not relationship, unless you spend the next five minutes defining what you mean by that. You know what I mean? So it's just not, it's not a helpful phrase to use. Yeah. You know, you yeah. can say Jesus is a relationship with religion that doesn't include like crazy unbiblical power structures. And then you can define what that is and what actual religion is and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Or you just tell people about the gospel. It's way freaking easier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot easier and it involves a lot more good news Yeah. than just saying and, it's a relationship, not religion. Yeah. And what I think, is attempting to be done in saying it's a relationship, not a religion. I think what's happening is that there's some Christian guilt that Mm. like, oh, I don't want to make you feel bad that you're going to go to hell if you don't believe in him. So I want to soften the blow of the reality of the gospel. Yeah. You know, I think it's trying to be like, oh, let's like lighten the gospel. Let's like not have it hit as heavy. And it's like, man, we should not be ashamed of the message of the gospel right and now we don't want to be jerks about it and be like you're going to hell and you're going to hell like oprah right. with giving away things you know <laughs> we but we do want to Everybody say like, going to hell. <laughs> yeah but we do want to say man like this is the message and this is what's true and i'm not gonna soften the blow because it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. you know i want to be empathetic and kind but yeah i have to stand up for what is real yeah what's true yeah yep truth hurts a lot of time yeah i mean truth hurts for anyone who's not on board with it. it's like yeah facts And that's not an offensive statement. Like we've all gone through times where we aren't believing truth. And when we come in contact with truth, it's, it's hurtful because we have to lay down our pride and be humble and be like, Oh man, like I didn't get it right. You're right. All right. Time Mm. to to realign and move on. Yep. That is all I have to say about the podcast. It's good to have you back. Yeah. It's good to be back. Fun to be with you guys. Good, quick 45 minute episode for you. It was fun. We had some jokes. Yeah. Um, we're posting a lot online to TikToks and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Follow us on YouTube. Um, we, all, we will not be doing giveaways or anything like that yet. But uh, Giveaway uh, thank yous. Yep. Lots of thank yous. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, we got, I, I'm, like I said at the beginning, a lot of good guests coming out in the future. A lot of um, Super exciting, exciting, yeah, exciting yeah. things for the future. People who like, really know what they're talking about, unlike us. Yeah. Yeah. We just some, I was talking, I had a conversation with this guy I was, when I was driving Lyft. He was my customer and... I picked him up and we we're talking about like philosophy and anthropology and stuff mm. like that. And I was like, anthropology. well, I was like, I asked him something. I was like, well, don't you, ever, did you ever want to like talk about it? He's like, well, yeah, I kind of want to ask questions about it. Cause he likes to do his own research, but I was like, well, what? And Uh-oh. I told him I had a podcast and we could talk and we're going to try to hang out. Uh-oh. But I was like, Hey man, like, do you have any questions you want to ask? Or like, what do you have? He's like, well, I don't know. I just don't want to be like a talking head, just asking random questions. And I was like, well, aren't we all that? Yeah. And he's like, Oh, It'd be really interesting if he was listening to the episode. He's like, hey, that was me. Yeah. Look, one time I will should... I will DM you, bro. I will hit you up. We should have someone come on the show that's just interested, like a seeker, and they just want to ask questions about Christianity. That'd and be we, great. It would be like a filmed evangelism time almost. Yeah. And well, they would know what's happening so they wouldn't right, feel like course. they're triggered. 
Yeah. Like some some people have been. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, follow us on all the socials, Patreon, mm. uh, support us if you found this well don't have to support us if you found it valuable if you found it valuable please consider supporting mm. uh you know any dollar we get any share any like yep. it just helps advance well helps them make it makes it easier for us to do the show where we can be able to buy better equipment better cameras mm. you know we're looking at some stuff online right now like getting a better camera that can be just set up to go all the time yep um and it'd be better for video calling and stuff like that yep a lot of good things on the horizon we're super excited we're really excited that you guys are on board really thankful and grateful for your support and love and dms and and all that stuff so thank you so much see you guys next week adios